Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Nicole Ruth, who has over 21 years of experience in the mortgage industry, and she's an avid investor herself. What I think you're going to get so much from today's episode is really her her criteria in buying properties in today's market. She talks a lot about cash flow, and we get into you know how to make that happen. You know now, not not in ten years, but now, and uh, instead of being on the sidelines or actually not getting into the game of investing. And one of, one of the other things that I really like about this because she shares her journey with her kiddos that are not so much kiddos right now on their 20s, but how her and her husband sat down with glass of wines and planned their lives. And they committed to have the kids to have their first property, right? So she shares the journey on how she was able to do that. And now they're working on their second property. So this is very personal. And I think that this is the true way to for generational wealth. Not just the assets, but the knowledge, the experience. So this is full, full of information for all of you. Before we get into Nicole's story, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We're so excited to have Nicole Ruth on our show today. Uh, Nicole, thanks for making time. Thanks for you know spending spending your morning with us and and all the women and men that listen to our show. So thank you. Absolutely a pleasure. We're really pumped about Nicole and Andressa. Why are we so excited to have Nicole here today? Well, we're going to talk about cash flow in today's economy, which is a, an amazing topic. And we we start talking, ladies and gentlemen, and we're like, no, 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 let's stop and record this because it's so, so, so good. So you cannot miss this episode. And also, before I do that, Liz, let me tell you a quick story yes. about my son, Lorenzo. Right? Yes, we love stories. 
So he here's the thing. He just graduated from one level. He's learning how to swim. He just graduated from one level to the other. And then he didn't want to go on the second class. And then I asked him, like, why you don't want to go? You just graduated. You know, it's your second time with this new coach. He's like, I really suck at it. And before I didn't suck it, but now I don't know a lot of what he's saying. I don't know a lot of the movements. Mm. So I was like, wait a minute. We just celebrated that you were making progress, right? So, and this is what you were expecting. So I made a deal with him. The deal is I want him to acknowledge he's feeling frustrated or defeated or not confident about it. But what I ask him to do is to look at his coach and ask her, how do you think I did today? Or what, what, what are the progress? And I say, you've got to trust your coach and listen to what she's saying. And it was great to see it. I forced him to go, first of all, <laughs> right? Go. And then at the end, he asked her how she did. And she was very specific with his progress. That's what we are looking for, progress. And then he's like, wow. Ah. He just like took that deep breath, looked at me and he's like, well, I guess, I guess it was better than last time, right? It's just like, oh, now I feel good. I feel good about it. She said that. And I was like, wait a minute. This happens to all of us in different times, right? The economy changed, the cycle shift around, and we are looking at something that we have not seen before, not the same way, right? But there are patterns. And then we, we already start freaking out and say, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm going to suck at that. Or I'm not good at that. Or I'm going to change industry and, you know, sell burgers, whatever that, that, that might be. So I, I'll encourage all of you that are listening to do the same thing. And that is the reason that we have guests like Nicole coming in, right? We've got to listen and trust. They are the experts in, 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 in the, this economy. And we really need to pay attention, not to like our feelings, that, that the uncertainty and, and that anxiety, it's a human nature, right? But what, how can we look past that and really tap into the resources and people that we know? So we're very, very excited to have Nicole today to talk about how can you find cash flow properties and much more in today's market. But most important, Nicole is going to be one of our keynote speakers at Investor Economy TN19, and she's going to talk about the economy, how you will find opportunities within this cycle that we're facing. So Nicole, no further ado, welcome to the Real Estate Investor Show. We're super excited to have you here. So Nicole, what lesson has taken you the longest to learn as a business owner as an, and as an investor? That's a fantastic question. Uh, I would probably say is if I could change one thing and I, and I am cognizant of it on a daily basis today is once I make a decision, it's time to move on. A lot of times I start second guessing and thinking, and then I'm I'm turning it over so many times. I take something that was really good and I make it questionable. So I have to trust my instinct more and just decide that that decision is the one that 
that good or bad, I'm going with, and then we'll deal with any kind of follow-up later. Um, but I'm becoming a better, faster decision maker. I love that. And you're an investor yourself. You're a broker. You're an investor yourself. And the the question that we hear a lot is is that how can I find a property that cash flows <laughs> right in today's market? Well, we got it. Yeah. I mean, because affordability is down. Interest rates are up. Home prices are up. We're seeing some softening of home prices and we're we're finally seeing some relief from interest rates, but it doesn't undo what's been done for the last two years. So it's really hard for an investor, especially at the higher interest rates that you get with an investment, to make that deal cash flow. And I mean, I think that that's one of the things that I've been exercising lately and making a decision faster because this market, when a good deal comes online and it's whether the, that seller just wants to unload their portfolio or maybe they don't know what they even have, when that good deal comes online, you have to be able to make a good decision or you have to make, be able to make a decision quickly so that you can capture that deal because we're definitely seeing more demand coming in the market. So let me peek back on that very quickly, right? What do you usually do nowadays in order to make that decision faster? What do you have in place in order for you to be able to do that? So I have a spreadsheet that looks at overall cash flow and then the longer term uh, requirements. I don't look at cap rate. I know a lot of investors do and, and maybe I'm saying something I should, and, but at all. So I'm looking at more is does it fit in to my overall lifetime goals? So my husband and I, have spent considerable time with wine glasses in hand talking about what we want that future to look like, creating that vision so strong, it literally pulls us towards it. So what does it look like in our 60s and our 70s and our 80s? Getting real with how long do we think I'm going to live or he's going to live? What kind of income do we need at that point? What kind of net assets do we want at that point, net worth? So making a decision is both the spreadsheet that gives us quickly the numbers that we have kind of trained ourselves to look at quickly. And then also, does it fit our buy box? A lot of people try to go outside their buy box because they're looking for the deals. And and in this kind of market, that makes sense. And we, we can talk about that. But buying inside your buy box allows you to make a decision more quickly because you already know the comparables for that particular property. That's great. I, I, I love the fact that you have these that you had those conversations, not just conversations, but you have a spreadsheet that backs up where you want to be. Um, and and so your buy box, like what are some of those criteria? What are some of those specifics for you as you go into, especially in 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 our our market that, you know, lot, so many, so many women are saying, you know, I running all these deals, nothing's penciling out. Uh, it's a common uh, phrase that we're hearing a lot of a lot of investors saying right now, especially the women in our community. So what is your what does your buy box look like? In today's uh in today's you know economy so i'm looking for an area that is going to continue to appreciate so we have some commercial properties now in kansas and i know the appreciation levels in kansas city are not going to be what they are historically or future oriented in denver now you're going to have some secondary markets like obama city in kansas city where they're really putting a lot of money into those markets to try to attract more population which will increase the appreciation but I'm looking at the different markets and going, what is the longevity of that market? What is drawing people towards that market? 
So while I love the commercial properties that we have in Kansas City, I don't love the residential opportunities that have been shown there. I continue to buy the residential properties that we have in our portfolio in the Denver market. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody's got to go into Denver, but I know and I like it. It's my backyard. I live here in Denver. I can go and knock on the doors. So I know that if a number is stretched today, I have to I have to plug it in to what is my long-term goals. Is it going to meet? So right now, luckily, I have 24 doors. So we have primarily fourplexes. And we're looking at migrating more towards smaller to mid-size apartment buildings and some mixed-use properties. But right now, they've been the fourplexes. So as I'm looking at those, of course, as we know, the costs of those have gone up over the last couple of years. So now I might pay more where I can't pay it off in 15 years like I could just three to five, eight years ago. So now if I can't pay it off in 15 years, where does it fit in my timeline? Well, if I'm 53 years old, my timeline will be like shorter, right? I mean, so I had to think, okay, so maybe it's I'm buying this fourplex today that really only pencils on a 30-year fixed. It doesn't give me any shorter of a duration than that in order to cash flow in the way that I like to get them to fully paid off where they provide me full equity opportunity plus cash flow. So maybe I'm looking at, okay, maybe that's an end of life property. Maybe I'm stacking up my properties and my 60s and my 70s are good with the cash flow and then my 401k and other things that I'm looking at. I'm looking at strategy, whereas that property might go in further or if it's in an appreciating area, I might be buying this property specifically to sell it. So I might be buying maybe one or two properties today, knowing that they I can't get them to cash flow fast enough, but the appreciation model is really strong. So I'll buy both properties, knowing that this one I'm going to sell and I'm going to pay off the first one. And that's going to give me an additional cash flow in retirement because I'm duplicating efforts, allowing tenants to pay down two mortgages. I'm letting two properties appreciate, knowing that my end goal is only to keep one. Makes sense. In, ter- in terms of cash flow, right? Let's let's use a single family as a, as a quick example over here. What's your your bottom line no negotiable? Because a couple of people are saying, listen, it's not cash flowing as quote unquote usual, right? And I have this long term goal for this property, and if I ride this wave, at some point it will cash flow or I don't need this money right now, or I can hold it uh, negative cash flow. It's not even cash flowing positive, it's negative cash flow. And then I can hold it because I see it, because I know the market, because all the, the reasons for it. All those scenarios, what are your non-negotiables? What are the deals that you're saying, that's a no-no to me, I'm out? I won't buy anything that's a negative cash flow today. Yeah, even if your deal, even if you're holding it for a long time, even, 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 whatever that is. No, so I usually put my properties on 30-year fix. So I know that once you hit that 10 number, you can no longer get Fannie Mae financing on the 30-year fix. Now, we can do uh, LLC financing even on 30-year fix, but of course, the interest rate is going to be higher. But of course, you can start to pay off some of your earlier properties or refinance them into a blanket loan. So we've been able to do that. So taking a couple of our properties and doing a ref- or a refinance into a blanket loan, getting them off of our personal credit reports and allowing us to buy more properties on a 30-year fixed. So if I stretch that out and I put enough down, I'm typically putting 25 to 30% down now. So if I put enough down, maybe I even buy down the interest rate, especially right now, depending on 
how soon that seller needs to sell, if they've got a 1031 exchange, maybe they're backed up against a timeline. So we've got a little bit of flexibility right now, right in this little window where some people are trying to take all the chips off the table, which I understand, but it's still opportunity for new investors to come in and continue to ride the appreciation model. But I won't do it. I won't buy something. What I'm looking for is if that model as is does not cash flow, are there additional opportunities? Maybe can I rent out the garage? Can I rent out the basement separate? Can I build an ADU? Does it have a, a coin machine or a laundry machine somewhere? So I'm also looking at alternative opportunities to generate additional cash flow to get it to break even or better. Yeah, I, I love that. And specifically, what, what's been one of your projects that you've evaluated right now? Dealing you, you know, you evaluate and decide to go forward with that you increase the different streams of income. And what were some of those, you know, specific examples if you can give us one? Because um, I think that's that's where the creativity comes in, you know, and I think that's where the value add comes in in our business. Um, because that's that's kind of if everyone was doing, they they would have bought that. They would have done it already. So I, I think our work as investors is to to take these 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 properties and actually increase the value by by actually increasing the streams of income, not just the, you know, make putting granite instead of, you know, whatever you want to put. So I'd love to hear an example of when you actually evaluate the property and said, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to increase the streams of income as well. So we've got a couple of different deals on our table right now. One of the deals that we're looking at is a mixed use. It's apartments as well as commercial properties. So we are looking at purchasing that portfolio. So it's several buildings. Um, and we're looking at not only lifting up the rents, because right now the market rents, in my opinion, are they're being rented under market rents. And so a little bit of that is the deferred maintenance. So we're definitely looking at that. And then we're looking at restructuring the commercial space so that we can combine two of the smaller spaces and make one of the larger spaces better utilized to create, what we're actually gonna do is, is create some small shared office space out of the larger space so that we can rent either desks or offices to smaller businesses who aren't in an opportunity to purchase today. So we're looking at, can we rent out the offices? Can we rent out the desks? Can we reconfigure the commercial space? Can we bring up the deferred maintenance in the apartments? Another. Uh, project, and we can go back and talk about that one more, but another project that we're looking at is at the same time, I'm helping my two boys purchase their next home. So I have three kids, age 24, 23, and 21, and they all now own their first home, which was one of our promises that my husband and I made to them. When they turned 21, we would help them buy their first home. Well, now that two older boys, 24 and 23, we're looking at purchasing their second property. And we're walking into every property looking for specifically can I get to the downstairs from the back door? Can I rent the basement as a rentable apartment on a midterm lease? Can we do month-to-month rentals? Is it near a university or is it near ideally a hospital or some other use where they can live upstairs or they can rent with by the room with their roommates and then have a monthly rental with a higher cash flow downstairs? I'm also not buying anything that doesn't have a garage so that we can rent those out as well. So that's something that we're doing in the single family space. And then we're also looking at at uh, upgrading deferred maintenance on the multi-unit space. Nicole, I, I want to break that down. My, my son, he's seven, so we're not there yet. But I, I, that's like true generational wealth, right? Not just the asset itself. But what I wanted to know from you is that the conversations that you, you had and their involvement in the decision-making process 
and looking at properties. If you could share that with the ladies that are listening, because that's absolutely one of the goals that we all have, not just to pass along, but teach them how to fish. That's, I love the journey that the kids have been on. And I can honestly say, I didn't set out for this journey. This journey stumbled in my path. And so we just decided to to take this leg versus going the direction we were going. I didn't understand the power of real estate for much of my life. We didn't purchase our first investment until I was age 40. And I've told the story of the singular man that had bumped into me uh, a number of times before. I literally changed the trajectory of my life. Well, when I was 40, you know, my oldest was nine. And at that point, I wasn't really even thinking about them, to be honest. I was really thinking about, oh my gosh, this opens up this whole nother way of producing both net worth and income for retirement lifestyle. And so all of a sudden, I'm starting to figure out what does this even mean? So the first couple that we bought, again, it wasn't on my kids at all. Ben, Ben, they would have been much further along. Like I would have literally had had a chance to do it over again. I would have purchased a home for them or a rental, but I would have purchased it with them in mind when they were young so that by the time they turned 18 or 21, that home would have been cash flowing in such a way that I could have paid for their entire college. I mean, instead, you do the typical college savings plans that can't possibly get you to a point of being able to pay college in full. Maybe you just help them with a bone. But had I been able to use real estate to do that, I would have been much, they would have been much further along with paying off college. So by the time I figured out that this is not just about my husband and I or our family stability, but it's also about the opportunity to give my kids something that I didn't have access to and didn't even know existed. I mean, I grew up renting real estate, owning real estate wasn't even a conversation. It certainly wasn't a strategy. So if I didn't understand it and then they get to be older and then I finally go, oh my gosh, I got to do this for my kids. And by now they're closer to that 16, 17 age. And so now I'm starting to get a little more strategic. So it's too late to specifically buy a rental with them in mind. But now I'm going, okay, we've got to put the wheels in motion. So at age 16, we put them on my credit card so that it would build their credit. And you can't just put them on your credit card as a signer because then they don't get any benefit from that. You literally have to add them as an authorized user. Now, a lot of parents might say, well, I don't want to add them as an authorized user because then they could change things. And my kids change something, maybe dead. So like that's not that. So I put them on my card without any fear that they would call the credit card company and change something. So they had the ability to put gas on that card at age 16. I gave them the card and I said, this card is for gas or for something you need if you call me first. So they were red and to this day they have red cards and they're not red anymore, but that's just what we call it. Can I use the red card? That's the phone call of the text. I still get to the day. It's 24, 23, 21. Yes, you can use the red card, right? But it's a permission thing. So we got them, the their signers on our card at age 16. So at age 18, of course, they get all the credit card um, offers. A lot of times you get that anyway, but they get some really good credit card offers, low interest rates. So we kept them with the red card and now they each have their own credit card. So they have their own credit card, they have the red card. By the time they turned 21, they had years worth of credit history 
and above 740 credit scores. So now at age 21, I can have them be the primary home buyer. They have a credit score, which you can do loans with no credit scores, but not with a non-occupied co-signer. So it's super important. I could buy, my kid could have bought a home with no credit score, but he would have had to qualify with his opening oil. If I'm going to co-sign, he needs to have score. So you want to play with that a little bit ahead. So now at age 21, I'd give him a gift of 10% down. And that gift, I can, I've told them that when they sell that home, I want to be paid back now. Whether or not I forgive that, that's a future me problem. But having that kid now, now he's junior and senior in college and he's living for free because he's got roommate income. Here's the thing, better than the roommate income, better than the living for free. Now that kid, my kid, is tasked to pay the mortgage, to collect the rent and put it in a checking account, to call the maintenance guy or a plumber or an electrician or deal with it when the heat goes out or the water freezes. That kid has to deal with tenant disputes and getting them to sign legal documents as a lease. That kid now has a responsibility of the home under the safety umbrella of a parent and wants their success but is going to stay hands-off as much as possible. That home became the largest learning opportunity they've ever had at age 21, better than any school, because now they're dealing with finances, home maintenance, tenant disputes, personal personality issues, all the things. It was a massive uplift on those kids. Now, the question that you asked was, how do you get them involved? So in the beginning, it was just strategic conversations, talking about what we were doing for them, giving them the path and the eyesight or the the I well the line of sight is what I'm trying to say. George, where were we headed? Right, and it, they didn't get it. They didn't get the, the wealth opportunities at the end. They didn't get the idea that they'd have cash flow retirement. I mean, they're they're playing, they're drinking, they're hanging out. They're not thinking, well, I have cash when I turn sixty-two. So interestingly enough, though, they all jumped in and they loved that first home. They had friends around them. They were making some money. They were living for free. It seemed like a good deal. They were learning. It wasn't too hard. Mom or dad would jump in if they needed us. The second home has been interesting to me because the second home, now they have to go outside their comfort zone and leave something that they're familiar with. It's working. I have tenant income. I'm living for free. You want me to buy another home? Now I got to deal with two of these. And that what's been harder. I was shocked a little bit at that. But they don't quite see it. Now it's becoming more of a burden. Now I have to manage two homes. I want to go out with my friends. I want to go ski. But I've got to manage these properties. Now I have a job on top of my job because they have full-time jobs. So having those conversations, and I keep planting the seeds that says your 40-year-old self will thank your 24-year-old self to trust your mother. Right? So we're going through that and it's just constant. It's medium where they're at. I don't push them into it. I'm not going to force them to buy the home, but I'm going to strategically help them find the kind of home that's going to cash flow. I'm providing them a safety net. So if I just let them go out and do it on their own, they'll make mistakes. But now, interestingly enough, my two boys have sent me their roommates because they want to know how to choose a good rental property because we've turned down several and they're like, well, why did you buy that one? Well, I'll share that with you. And so now all of a sudden it's become a community offense. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make your moves count. Bought a rental? That's a move. Made some serious stock gains? That's a move. Quit your job to go full-time on your side hustle? That's a move. Relocated for a fresh start? Okay, that's literally a move. Your moves made a big difference in your life last year. Now it's time to make the most of your moves. Whether you moved on from a job, made moves in your own business, did some side hustling, or house flipped your way to financial freedom, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction that you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy, and getting your max refund guaranteed. Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. TurboTax will make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. I love it because it's just life skills that they're not going to learn that in school whatsoever. And as you said, their 40-year-old self, woof, they're going to be so much ahead of the time. And by the time that they buy the second and then the third and the fourth, it's just like stretching their comfort zone. And then there's they're going to look back and say, oh, I, when I had one, one was nothing based on, you know, the the skill set and their, their ability. And of course, passing that along for their kids, if they decide to have kids, I think we're, that's the true sense of breaking a cycle and 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 generational wealth in my opinion uh so i'll be calling you in a couple of years tell the road nicole i'm in a hundred percent i love that and and it's so critical now you know and i have a i have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old as well it's like you know the the conversations the planting of seeds and we we do a monthly meeting together and um you know, we talk about our income and our expenses, our goals, our, you know, what we want to buy this year, where our strategy is. And, you know, my daughter's like, this is boring. You know, she's five. She's like, I go watch a show. I'm like, no, you can't watch a show. So to your point, right? It's just, you're always as, as a parent who who has this entrepreneurial bug, you've invested in properties, you've been there and done that, and you want your kids to do it sooner than you. It's a balance of kind of leading, but also not forcing and and and, and creating the space. So yeah, I don't have all the answers there, but I love I love your approach, and I love that their friends are coming to you as well. I do too. Um, so, what about those properties? You know, I you're going to ask for a referral. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but what about those properties? I think, and again, you know, where we are right now, and in, in 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 saying no to some properties and saying yes to other ones, um, people could feel a little desperate. You know, we talk a lot with with the women in our community. They just they just want to buy their they had a goal. 
and they just want to check it off and they want that they want they want that next investment property and they're frustrated or they're looking at last year 2022 and they're like I didn't buy anything and they're beating themselves up right so we we work through that a lot in our our strive community and just like okay let have some grace um but you got to set yourself up for success so so what are you teaching their friends as you're looking at these deals what 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 are what are just curious what what are they why are they coming to you and what are what are some of those tips that you're sharing with them so a lot of it just starts with general conversation in the beginning, right? Like in the beginning, we're just talking about, do you know what your goals are? Like, I love the fact that you're sitting here and you're 20 years old, you're 21 years old, you're 19 years old. Yeah. They have no idea what their goals are. But if I ask them, and I know they won't know, but I'm planting seeds is all I'm trying to do. So what are your goals? What does it look like? When do you want to retire? What does retirement look like to you? You know, and all about, I want to retire at age 40 and I want to hang out on the beach. And it's fine. Like, I don't care where your story takes you, but it's the idea of generating the story. It's the idea of having a vision beyond the parties on Friday night and going to classes. So if I just take one small step in that direction with each one of these kids, I'm leading them towards the next step and the next step instead of just hanging out here in kind of a circle. So a lot of them will come and go, well, what makes a good deal? What should I do first? And so we'll talk about, you know, let's start expanding your learning. Let's just start having conversations. Let's get the whole, let's get the whole house together and let's have dinner and talk about what it looks like to invest. And then setting expectations that you're not going to make all your money on the first one, especially not now, as we talked about earlier with home prices and I should have, would have, could have bought a whole bunch of properties five years ago. But I didn't. I mean, luckily, we do have a good portfolio, but you can't go there because there's still opportunities. Real estate always goes up. It's just resetting right now. And as we even talked about earlier, with the man coming out and these home prices starting to pick up, but I don't know about your markets, different markets across the country, but the Denver market, we're already seeing multiple bid offers. It's like January 17th. And we're seeing multiple bid offers. Now, some of those multiple bid offers are under list, which is really interesting to me. But we're going to look back at this and go, that period of time, that January, beginning of February, that might have been the bottom. So any of your listeners who are thinking that I missed it, don't miss it again. No matter when you hear this, now is the right time to buy because all you're doing by waiting is continuing to push off the opportunities that time value of money gives us. But so that's kind of the conversations I have with them is that if you can't do it now, and this period of time is fleeting, and some of them don't even have a job where they qualify and they don't have parents who will co-sign. So they're looking, they might be a couple of years out before they even buy their first property. But how do we start identifying properties? What are we looking for? Do you want roommates? Do you want to buy a duplex? How much more money do you have to save to be if how much more money do you need saved if you want to buy a duplex? So we're starting to have those conversations so that when they look at something, because I have one kid come to me, he goes, I want a duple sale. I said, Okay, well, what does that mean to you? And he really didn't know. Like he thought, I just want to buy deals. That's what a wholesale and do. I can buy deals cheap. It's a okay. it's awesome. <laughs> and I'm, okay, let's talk about me. I love that in so many ways too, Nicole, because in so many ways, the conversations you're having with these 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 kids are the co- same conversations we have with people who are new to things, right? Like, in other words, I want to buy a real estate property and they say, what market should I go in? 
what are your goals, right? Are, you know, and so so many of the same questions that we have to ask ourselves, that we ask one another. That's why the community that we built is so important because you can't always think about all these things yourself. Uh, but it's so helpful to ask one another and see what other women are doing and other people are doing. Um, and then to set the expectations and plant the seeds. Same exact process. Um, build the relationships with lenders, build the relationships with the community that you're in and look for opportunities. Um, I always go back to this one interview we had. We had a woman who um, said, there's always properties on the MLS, even in today's market. And this wasn't that long ago. And we said, oh, where, where, what? tell us more because now we're interested what you're saying, right? And she said, I bought a duplex. It was right on the market. No one wanted it. I bought the duplex, but I converted it. Um, I converted it to to short-term rental, a short-term rental, a mid-term rental. And she had all these different strategies of how she did it and how she increased the income significantly. That's what we're in the business of, everyone. We don't just buy properties and it's it's on this like silver platter and it's like, here's all your cash flow. Here's everything. And because everyone else will be doing this. It does take an eye and a creativity. And I think people have forgotten that. And I feel like since I've been investing for, you know, now close to 17 years, that was always what we learned. I felt like I learned that 17 years ago. And it's more important right now is that these aren't on the silver platter, but how can you add value in a way and cash flow in today's market with the interest rates that, that are, are are there? So I just want to reiterate that, put a put a pin that for everyone. There's always opportunity. You just got to be creative. Um, Nicole, so excited to dive more into, you know, the the economy and some of the other ways to be strategic and to really thrive in today's today's economy in, in May. I'm excited to see you and meet you personally. Um, where can the ladies listening uh, today learn more about you and connect with you further? Absolutely. So we do a ton of education. We hyper-focus on that. Yes, I'm a lender, but I love helping people kind of get that achievement of home ownership, whether it's their first home, their move up home, their first investment. Uh, so you can find us on YouTube. That's probably our biggest place. We do a ton of video content. Uh, we're very heavy on Facebook as well. You can search for The Ruth Team, and my last name has an E in it. It's R-U-E-T-H. And of course, our website, therootteam.com, where you can find all my personal information. I carry my cell phone with me every day, all day. Uh, so you can reach out to me anytime. Great. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Nicole, is what's the most transformational book you ever read? That is such a great question because I love reading. But I will tell you, I'm teaching a course with a couple of different real estate groups right now on The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I love that book. It's so simple. You can literally read it in an afternoon. And I've always been a warning person, but his book was all about the structure you give your morning. And so I revamped my morning after reading that book. And I'll tell you, you feel like you've gained a day before anybody else even wakes up just by having a little more structure added to waking up a little earlier. Love it. Second question, what's the most powerful routine that you do to live a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? We call balance flow in my family. We're just in flow. Uh, there's no balance here. But I would say kind of uh, dovetailing on the book is the waking up early. I'm a little insane. I wake up at 3.30 every morning between 3 and 3.30. I literally have a day's head start on everyone else who starts their day at eight because the phones are quiet, the emails are quiet, I can work on projects, I can center myself. 
I pray and I journal during that time. And then I also will not let myself go a day without working out. So that endorphin rush and giving myself the energy that I need to go through the rest of the day. And then I pass out at 8.30 p.m. I was going to say, what time do you go to bed? What time do you go to bed? Nothing good happens after 8.30 is what I've decided. I watch more TV. I mean, what are you doing? I go to bed. Last question. Which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? You know, I love self-made women. And two women that immediately come to mind is Oprah Winfrey. To watch what that woman has created and how she continues to give back coming from nothing and then I love Michelle Obama, and I just love what she was able to accomplish. So women that start out in a similar, uh, let me st- women that start out in a family where they don't have the excess, they don't have the ability, and then they create something so dynamic. And it doesn't have to be well-centric. It can be just experience-centric, or it can just be community or the way they give back. But to watch women really bloom into who they were meant to be, is a fabulous uh, journey for me. That's awesome. Nicole, thank you so much for spending your time with us, sharing your wisdom today, and so excited to have you uh, on the stage of InvestorCon and and to give us more and dig further and just so excited about that. So thank you again for today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.